Time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello everybody and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom! This is a show where you wake up with the Saturday morning sun, plop down the living room floor with a big bowl of sugary cereal, and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. I'm Chris. And with us today, we have the director of the upcoming documentary, What's a Podcast, head of the That Man on Fat Man franchise, fellow podcaster and personal friend, Mr. Scott Holden. Hey, hey how are you? Hello. Good, wow, good. thanks for having me on. Wow, I'm, I'm ahead of a franchise. Wow. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. You're a lot of things. Yeah. Also, Joseph, I'm impressed with how quick you said all of that. Like, I've never seen your mouth move so fast ever. <laughs> yeah, oh that God. was quite a tumble. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm getting I'm getting used to it. Getting right. used to it. Scott is with us today because he chose what we watched this morning, which was Batman: The Brave and the Bold, developed by James Tucker and Michael Jelinek, produced by Warner Brothers Animation and DC Entertainment, ran for three seasons, 65 episodes on the Cartoon Network. For a short synopsis, an updated animated series centering on the Cape Crusader himself as he partners and deals with his fellow superheroes in the DC Comics universe. Very accurate. Very true. <laughs> yeah. yes. Batman animation is is a thing for me. I, I Since Batman, the animated series on Fox came on. Mm-hmm. And so I yep. followed them. But when we were talking about your show and I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know, the Brave and the Bold is a much better fit for a show called Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. Because, I mean, my experience with it, I loved it. I'm a 40-something-year-old man, and I can watch episodes of that show with, like, a 10-year-old and be just as entertained. Yeah, like, it's not a kid's show. It's a family show. Like, it's for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Especially because there's so many, like, nods to other things, like, in the Batman universe, whether it's the comics or or um, movies or the TV shows and stuff. There's just so much there that whatever age you are, you can take something from it or be like, oh, yeah, I like I like how they did this. That's perfect. And they totally strive for deep cuts, like deep cut bad guys, deep cut heroes. And, and they never agonize too much about, like, like why Batman is there or, you know what I mean? Like, they, right. it, it has that James Bond cold, you know, opening from a from a previous mission. Yeah, which is a very cool intro. I like how typically those those very short, you know, like two minute intros or whatever they are, aren't really tied to the episode as a whole. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just yeah. a small like mini comic almost. Yeah, especially it gives them a chance to like um, just throw in like a random other hero or villain whenever they want. Because if they're like, okay, we don't have a whole episode about you know revolving around this other character. They can just throw them in for two minutes. And yeah, they, they don't him, have a so. whole episode revolving around Abe Lincoln and uh, <laughs> John Wilkes Boom. That was, that was hilarious. Fantastic. Oh, we were cracking up when we watched that. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it because I wasn't sure. Like, okay, we were just talking right before we started recording. I wasn't sure. I was getting the vibe that, uh oh, he didn't like it. He thought it was oh, stupid. Oh. I'll just, you know, spoiler alert, I loved it. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, great. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier now, because now I can tell you how much I love it. Oh, yeah, please, yes. please. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why when picking episodes, I know that you guys usually pick a certain amount, like around three or something, and I was like, so it was narrowing it down, but I wanted to give you a smattering, like, of what the whole show was like. So mm-hmm. I love that Aquaman episode. 
first yeah, off. Yeah, that was fantastic. Because <laughs> that's like, to me, that is the best total portrayal of Aquaman ever. The verbose, uh, over the top, silly, but like not even realizing that he is sort of a cardboard cutout. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Outrageous. Yeah, exactly. My own, and, and they break the third wall every once in a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, so that's why I was like, that's got to be in there. Also, the, the Chill of the Night episode had to be in there. So good. Those those are kind of polar opposite episodes of each other because while Aquaman's Outrageous Adventure shows you the <laughs> yeah. fun side of the show and the just really laid back, kind of doesn't take itself seriously part, the Chill of the Night is exactly the opposite. That gives you a lot more depth. That almost harkens back to the Batman animated series that we watched as kids ourselves. Now, mm-hmm. did you yeah, pick absolutely. up on all the stunt casting in that? Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so brilliant. Yeah, first of all, Paul Dini wrote it, yeah. which yeah. makes sense. So it's a nod back to, you know, the original Batman animated series. You can sure. tell, too, like just the the writing, the storytelling, like how everything unfolded. Like it definitely felt like a Paul Dini episode. Right. And then you had Kevin Conroy as Phantom Stranger. Mark. Yes. Hamill as yes. Director. Yes. In a bet, you know, like that. What a great premise for that. To me, it's I, I get all gooey, too, when I hear it. And I was watching it again with Gene to kind of like, oh, I'm going to go on the cartoon show. I want to check out these episodes. You know, I was getting all geeky. Yeah, I was getting the chills when Mark Hamill's there. I'm like, can you tell whose voice that is? Can you tell? And she's like, I can't figure it out. I'm like, ah, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, we didn't catch it at first. We, we caught Kevin Conroy. Caught- yeah, yeah. Rest of them, even uh, um, Julie Newmar as uh, Martha Wayne. Yes, yes, and That's of course uh, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, and then uh, the and I, I kind of noticed it when when you hear the mob boss who hired Joe Chill. It's the voice of Two Face, Richard Mole oh, yeah. from I, series. I was wondering about that because that yeah. sounded really familiar. Yeah. Like I, I, I heard it because of his like gr- uh, yeah. graspy kind of um, what is it, gravelly voice. You know what's yeah. funny is when we first heard him, I was thinking, oh man, they should have saved that guy to voice Two Face because he sounds like he would be perfect. And that's and that's go. why yeah. it clicked because that was the voice of Two Face. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Chill of the Night's an amazing episode. And then I think the last one is the last episode, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that Which was written you, by Paul Dini as well. And also amazing. Nightfall, of course, yeah. you know, oh uh, paying respect to Nightfall, the Batman story. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's another Batmite episode I really wanted to throw in, but then I'm like, then I'm loading them down with like five different shows. <laughs> and I, and it was like, ooh, I can't, you can't give them those two episodes and the last show and not give, not say, well, you really got to watch the first show too, because you want to set the table. Yeah, for for Batmite, yeah. Yeah, and for, you know, just the pace of the show and the feel. Even though it was only these, you know, four episodes that we watched, I still want to go back and watch the rest of them. This is, not all shows do that for me where I'm like, eh, that's enough. But this (laughs) one, you know, you can't get enough of it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there are some, some of the heroes that, oh, can I swear on this? You can always edit it out. But some of the heroes that um, they use in this are really obscure, like, uh, freaking... Oh, who is it? Like that Uncle Sam gang? I can't remember their name right now, but they're all like patriotic characters and stuff. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, like they go deep. Yeah, didn't they have the... The Metal Men or something like that? You know, the five different people, different metal, like metallic people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had the... the, What is the quilt's name? Crazy Quilt? Crazy Quilt. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
appearance in one episode. I mean, I saw that they had the Flash and uh, his whole crew in there too, which is yeah. awesome. I mean, it just looking over the episode titles excited me just because of you know how many it's like oh man this person's in this this person's in this so it's it's like it's a batman series but it's more about he's kind of a side character to all the guests he's having yeah you know it's a batman title but really this is a show for like the entire dc universe like yeah. i mean mm-hmm. all of it which it's, is amazing it's like me and joseph were talking earlier it, it felt like someone took like okay look took a look at the super friends and they're like okay how can we make this more awesome so yeah. then they just like you know took as many characters as they can and, and just made some like great writing and, and gave everybody a moment. And yeah, they did such a great job with this. It's funny too, because I think brave and the bold sort of got missed because it looks so kid-like, you know, he kind of, it's that Bob Kane kind of Batman at yeah. first mm-hmm. glance. I mean, even Kevin Smith, you know, my big hero, even he, he gave it a pass. He didn't realize. And then after it was, had gone off, you know, he got enough emails from people saying, you really should check it out, that when he started watching it, he was like, I love this show. How did I miss it? Why didn't we have more of this? You know, like, because it's so deep cuts and so much fun. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, the original airing of this completely passed me by, went under my radar, and then I maybe caught an episode or part of an episode, you know, coming up to this point. But I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. I'll, I'll catch the rest. And I just never did. Yeah. I'm kind of sad I didn't now because <laughs> just watching these, especially the the epitome of the, the series episodes that you picked for us, like these were so amazing. I yeah. can't wait to watch the other ones. Yeah. And the other ones are they're, they're so fun. And there's some weird ones. And there's some like, oh, God, I can't think of the name of the hero. And maybe he was in some of the episodes I gave you. He like takes the, you know, the animals and and mixes them together. Mm, but he's I from I think he's from Animal Man, you know, the Animal Man from Grant Morrison's reboot. Yeah, yeah. And that was his power. So he just takes animals and sticks them together. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah I, and I don't think he was in the ones we watched. Okay, yeah. Well, he's he's in them. But in oh, oh, total spoiler, I believe it's in the third season. He, they kill him off. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was really. But they actually do it in a way that, you know, it's pathos and like Batman reflects on his death and that kind of shit. It's like pretty, pretty heavy stuff in a, in a, in a fun paced comic. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it has so many tones to it that you don't really know what to expect coming into any episodes. Like yeah, they're, all, they're not all strikingly different, but they all have just a different kind of flow to them. Yeah, it's like Batman could show up in space. You know, like, hey, I got my helmet on, and we're going to another. You know, with Green Lantern to another galaxy. And he totally does. Like the first episode, him and Blue Beetle. That's just, right. You know, That's true, another yeah. dimension on another planet. With the it's crazy with, with the Gibble people. Yeah, I love those guys. Awesome. <laughs> That's right. The power within. That, that was, that was like that was an episode where, like you said, it wasn't as great as the others, but it was still really good. And I love how it ended with Batman, like uh, kind of giving that that little internal monologue of like he came to see if he had potential as a hero, but then he got to see him become one. And that kind of made gave me chills cool. hearing yeah. that. And Paul Rubens as Batmite. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. that was great. <laughs> Notice that right away. Yeah. And the great use of Batmite. Because when you think about Batmite, how he fits into this, into our universe, into the universe of comics now, he's so goofy and weird. And but they figured out just how to make him work. He's like a fanboy from another dimension. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the the strong point to the show is that they were very self aware of what this show is, so they knew exactly how to use characters like that. I mean, the characters that would 
you know, outside of this would be thought of as really goofy and people might think that they're they're poor characters. But this show, knowing what it was going to be, we're able to take those and and turn them into something fun, something that made sense to this universe. So like that might definitely being that case, making him a fanboy, knowing that he's in a TV show, watching a TV show, <laughs> yeah. and, and all that stuff. It well, was even same with Ambush Bug. I mean, he, that's yeah. yes, <laughs> Ambush Bug. I am as Henry Winkler as Ambush <laughs> Bug. Winkler, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Fonz. <laughs> that was brilliant. Love it, and I'm glad you guys loved it too. I was worried. I was worried that you're no. gonna be like, "This is dumb." I didn't have any issues with uh, with this show at all. I oh, no, from no. from the moment we turned it on, it was just fantastic and that that lasted throughout i there wasn't a moment where i was like hey i'm kind of bored it was just like oh my gosh this is awesome yeah and i think we were laughing through like almost every episode aside from the serious one yeah um, especially the aquaman one man yeah oh my gosh we were laughing the whole time just throwing it at you like he's such a good character and then uh, john dimaggio is his voice yes chris was kind of saying that i think he did a really good job in um, he, he still had kind of a Kevin Conroy feel to him, but it yeah. wasn't trying to be Kevin Conroy. Yeah, it's just like his voice naturally sounds similar to Kevin Conroy's Batman. So it was kind of like a perfect transition into somebody else taking on the role because you still kind of have that hint of, OK, this there's some similar characteristics of what we're used to. But this is a new Batman for another generation. So. It was great casting for that. He enjoyed doing it too. He talked about he was he's on some Fat Man on Batman shows. I think two mm-hmm. episodes. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about it and, he's, and he said reflects on it. it's some of it's work he's very proud of being Batman. And I love the fact that he's also in Jay and Silent Bob's uh, Strike Back. Oh, nice. Jeez, there's so much to talk about with this show. Like, uh, where do we want to go? Um, Why don't you I, tell the listeners the four episodes that we did watch? Yeah, okay. we're just, so we just we just waxed out about all of them. First one we watched was the very first episode, which was Rise of the Blue Beetle, season one, episode one. Yeah, I like that this first episode wasn't like an origin story thing, mm. of, you know, that it wasn't like a Batman, like, here's how he came to be who he is. Because we've seen it so many you... times. I like that it just jumped in and like everything yeah. was already established. Yeah, agreed. It's like everybody knows who Batman is. Let's let's just right. have some fun with it. Exactly. Which yeah. is which, And the, even the name Brave and the Bold harkens back to those old team up comics. And then the second one we watched was Aquaman's Outrageous Adventure, season two, episode four, which was outrageous. It was so good. It's a Aquaman going on vacation with his family, but urging like still in a Winnebago. Off. You know, in a yeah, Winnebago. Yeah, so good. <laughs> he's still fighting off the urge to fight crime because it's in his blood. It's what he does. Yes, I, and I, I just love the the idea of Aquaman as like. You know, a dad on vacation oh. who's just really annoyed with yeah. the vacation. I, I love how much power uh, Mira had over him where he's like, yes, my pearl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mira. Mira's but he was always breaking the rules, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's she's one of my favorite DC characters. So it was really fun to you. see her as like a, you know, like the wife mother role where, you know, it's almost like they just took like a typical family uh-huh. going on a vacation and made them, you know, mm-hmm. Aquaman, Mira and uh, and the kid and Aqua teen, Aqua lad. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It was so funny. It worked so well. Hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. then I, I love and they're just like small things like, yeah, he he. He goes and helps others in their fights, like Blue Beetle, and uh, he he keeps calling Batman to try to come help him. He's like, like, no, have fun on your vacation. (laughs) Stop calling. Leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) Part of the reason I love that is, like, 
I sort of rediscover. I I used to be an Aquaman hater. You know, I used to yeah. make fun of him, and then it was back in the BCJ days when uh, you know Joey kind of took me to task. He's like, "I bet you don't even realize. You know, you don't even know Aquaman." The potential. Yeah, yeah. and then so like he kind of hit me to a couple books, and then you you go. So here's a superhero who's as powerful as Superman, except for instead of being able to fly, he can. Uh, he's water is his thing, you know, so he can swim right. and all. But you know, he has the same strength as super. He has super strength. He can lift ships. He can do all that same crap. And on top of that, he can command sea life. Now, it sounds stupid when you say talk to fish, but when you say command sea life, it's a little different. So you can command a shark to eat you, you know. But yet people like shit on him. Hey, water dude, come on over here and, you know, get me to drink, you know, that kind of crap. (laughs) So you have this this Aquaman character who's constantly. So to see this version and and he's a family man on top of that. I love that being a family man. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Jeff Johns did a very interesting dichotomy. When they rebooted it for the yes, with, I was just about to mention yeah. New Fifty Two. <laughs> yeah, I that, love that. That turned me back onto Aquaman too. The in, the intro to his character in that series in the Justice League series is great. Uh, you know, under Jeff Johns, where he you know he's kind of being crapped on by I think I everybody. Know, I who is, it was yeah, just like, the general public. Even the heroes are just like, oh, you know, what can he do? And then <laughs> he one of these um, uh, what are the guys called the um parademons one of the parademons flies over the water and he just sends like two vicious looking great white sharks up and just like bites them <laughs> out of the air and just eats him and they're like oh, oh okay i see now, <laughs> exactly now this guy yeah and exactly. i was like that is such an amazing scene and that kind of redeems aquaman and I, not redeems him but it, it gives him more validity if people would just like look at him and all the abilities that he does have yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, essentially, he's Superman in the water. Yeah, exactly. And if, yeah. if you got any respect for Superman, you know, an invulnerable dude. In the in this series, though, they they kind of play on uh, his silliness a little bit. Yeah, and I love that. I love the verba- yeah, yeah. that really endears you to him. Mm-hmm. They should add that more to the comic book character. I think that would oh, give him absolutely. a little more a little more zest with people. He, he's he's almost just like out of it all the time like he's not even like on the same channel as other people he's just so over the top yeah he's kind of and he kind of talks like thor in some respects and that you know he you know hello old chum old friend you know he's putting he's putting on like a lot of verbosity i was gonna say Mm -hmm. it's kind of like how marvel is treating um hercules right now like he's in the comics yeah he's, he's written very similar um in that way as an aquaman fan i like that portrayal Mm, definitely yeah Definitely pays respects to him without taking it too seriously. So great stuff. Was there the fish guy in that too? The uh, the the starfish Starro was Starro in that? No, Starro wasn't in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I remember Starro in one of these. He is in one of the episodes though, but not this one. And he actually it'd be, it has like a comic beat, if I recall. I mean, I, well, I've never I've not seen him in the episodes. I just know he's yeah, in the other I, episodes. When but. when Starro shows up, I'm pretty sure there's a comic beat to him at some point, which uh, is, which is nice. like brilliant. That would be so funny. Yeah. Like I said, I have to watch the rest of these episodes. I remember uh, when Sportsmaster drives by in his car and he's like, like he's getting excited. He's like, oh, yes, yeah. I'm about to get to battle. And then he's on vacation with his family, too. Right. And his kids like all like sullen and like and brooding. Yeah. And, and then he's just like, oh, uh, so good. That was a that was a great scene. You know, they're all great scenes. Did you guys ever see uh, what was it? 
Darwin Cook's, uh, they adapted The Final Frontier. I, yes. It's sort I, of I a, did see the, th- uh, This had that kind of flavor to the it. The New Frontier, yeah. Yeah, the New Frontier. Where, uh, yeah. Yeah, the New Frontier. Yes. It felt like that in some ways, in that, you know, every, all the heroes, like you had purple dressed Catwoman. And, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. just that, that more. Those weird picks. When, when yeah, you yeah. had a hero, they went for the more interesting design. Yeah, they went back to like the 40s, 50s, 60s <laughs> yeah. original designs. Like with Two-Face specifically, that. yeah. that's one I immediately noticed with his half orange, half yes. purple suit. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. That's when I knew that this show was like <laughs> paying so much respect to the Silver Age. Well, that's why I love the Penguin too. Like how they designed him in this yeah, show he, looks just like the. He was almost like Burgess Meredith uh, Penguin. Yeah, exactly. And and probably the original comic ones too. Yeah, a lot of Shazam it. slash Captain Marvel shows up in the show, and uh, Plastic I saw Man. That episode title. The it's third like a, one that we watched was uh, Chill of the Night. That one was the one we were talking about earlier that was a really serious episode. Yeah, it was kind of a it was a big departure from the um, the rest of it because it didn't have like the comedy kind of feel to it. It was very much in the style of like Batman, the animated series. Um, but man, it was done so well. It like, won them an Emmy. Oh, I really? believe it. Because, oh, it deserved. Well it, deserved. Yeah. It, this was like classic Paul Dini at his best. Yeah. Like yeah writing. Really this is, it was perfect. And it's an origin story without beating you over the head with an origin story. It was, it was more of an or, origin story for Joe chill, I think than Batman in that, because you know, they, um, uh, they were really focused on, okay, who is this guy? And, um, and that was the whole thing was Batman trying to figure out who this guy was. And uh, and then, like we said earlier, the whole game uh, between the Spectre and um, Phantom Stranger, like the bet that they have going on about yeah. if Batman's going to cross the line or not. Man, it was so good. Yeah, between justice and vengeance. And that's just such exactly. a cool that's – a, that's a line that he's always kind of facing. And this is him at his – like his, his biggest challenge because this is the reason he's Batman in the first place. Right. And we get to see that too. I like that confrontation at the end where um, so Joe was trying to sell weapons to a bunch of the other rogues gallery like Joker and um, Grundy. Yeah, yeah, everybody. They're all there. And um, so once Batman confronts him and he reveals who he is, he says he's Bruce Wayne because he wants this guy to know, you know, that he created him. Basically, what he did made, you know, Batman who he is and and. He's the whole reason that, you know, villains are running scared in the streets and stuff. So when Chill gets out and he sees the rogues gallery again, he's just kind of like, oh, my God, like I killed this guy, uh, this guy's parents like years ago. And he's Batman and the Joker's like laughing him off and everybody's just like, oh, come on. You expect us to believe that you basically created the Batman and they just start like beating him up. And stuff. Yeah, they're essentially yeah. Or, great. It's like the vibe of like, oh, you created our biggest enemy. Let's get get him. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. you expect us to help you. But really, <laughs> you know, since you're the reason for all of this, we're against you. And yeah. to me, that's yeah. like classic Paul Dini because he paints himself into a situation that where you think to yourself, OK, Batman just took off his mask to the bad guy. The bat, yeah, I mean, to Joe Chill, how's he, how's he going to get, you know, how's this going to happen? You know, how, how are we going to get out of this one? So yeah, how are you going to recover from this? Yeah. And, and then, so the answer is that the bad guys being bad do the job that Batman can't. 
karma gets him. Well, yeah, that it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. But I, I love how they leave it open ended at the end, where Phantom Stranger and Inspector are having that conversation, and he's kind of <laughs> like, it's kind of you know convenient that that you know that he was he there when to the be roof under the roof when it crumbled. In. So it makes you like, <laughs> you know, they they kind of hint that Spectre had something to do with that, but he just kind of shrugs it off. Yeah, he's like, the I scales just a tad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was cool. So yeah, that, very that cool. Was very cool. Quite oh, cool. when when he teamed up with uh, Thomas Wayne, his father, to oh, take yeah, out that the, was uh, cool. You know, take out the the mob that were trying to rob that charity. Yeah, he got to go back in time. Oh yeah, uh, and, and then and help his dad. And it was funny because they were at a costume party, and so they get introduced to each other. Him and his dad are dressed <laughs> similarly. Yep. And then you know he uh, Thomas is introducing him to Martha, and he just like hugs Martha for like a really <laughs> yeah. long time, and she's like getting uncomfortable, like uh. <laughs> yeah. And since Adam West was playing his dad, he kept calling him old chum, so it was very oh, reminiscent man. of Batman sixty six. Yeah, that was yes. awesome. Yeah. And so the last episode we watched that we touched on also some was uh, episode, well, it was Might Fall or season four, episode 65, which was the very last episode of the series. So it's like they closed out, in in my opinion, the best way they could have possibly closed it out. So yeah. much so. By Might Fall, or I mean by, sorry, by Batmite trying to can't get the show canceled. Right. I just thought that was hilarious. It was so, <laughs> it was so meta. I am so... I. I tear up at that stupid party at the end. I can't tell you how many times I've watched well, that yeah, episode. They yeah. make it so sentimental and just nostalgic and everything. I mean, you, you're seeing like all of the characters in mm-hmm. one place, you know, saying their goodbyes and, you know, just celebrating what they had and stuff like that. And it, it, it makes that transition from this is a show where we're led to believe that this is the world. And then it becomes in that episode that, this was a cast of a TV show, and they're saying goodbye to each oh, other. Oh, how they're like moving all the. And they're moving, the yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was so smart, that was genius. I'm tearing up just thinking about it right now. Oh man, it's, <laughs> it's just powerful. It's another just Paul Dini masterpiece. He, he is right brilliant. There. He's a brilliant writer. Yes, he yeah. is. And the the idea was also genius that Batmite in doing this erased himself yes yeah in in wanting a more serious batman cartoon that doesn't include him in that either and that's not something he thought about and i thought that was genius watching him just be erased from the 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 tv show history basically yeah and as we talked before the 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 unique pull of ambush bug as the hero who's like trying to save this this universe yeah. And who also ultimately points out that, you know, destroy the show, destroy yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No place like for no, you um, in a dark, gritty universe. I like how Batmite, as he starts disappearing, he just first he's like, oh, no. And then he just kind of is like, oh, well, he just kind of accepts it. <laughs> disappears. Doesn't have much time, does he? <laughs> yeah. There's I another Batmite episode that that is very good. You know, there's a couple, but like the first Batmite episode where they introduce him is also very good and also very meta. And Paul Ruman still plays him in that Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. That's the reprise of, he's reprising his role. One of my favorite parts of the Batmite episode, this one, was the neon talking super street Batluge. Oh, that was amazing. That was yes, hilarious. yes, yes, yeah. the Batluge. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to add stuff that 
you know, from the toy line that would yeah. never be in the comic books. Yeah, yep. like the ice climber Batman. That it's was like, great. Come on. Yeah, yeah that is hilarious. Basically turning him into act, the action figures and stuff. Yes. It was funny because the very last one that he turned into was one that I had. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I had one just like this when I was yeah, a kid. I had this toy. Which yeah. one? Which one? It was the one, like, towards the end where he had, like, the the armor and it was kind of like there was some purple to it and the one where he was shooting the guns but yeah i don't yeah. think the toy came with the gun no, i could have no, sworn I just had an action figure that that had like that kind of armor and stuff and i was like this is amazing yeah i could have sworn we got like our little nephews a fireman batman variant that i thought <laughs> i saw in there but i, I, I would not doubt it yeah it's <laughs> awesome oh and when they brought in um the kind of bat uh sorry uh ace what is it? Uh, Ace Hound Bat? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Scrappy yeah. Doo, or essentially the Scrappy Doo of yeah. the show. Yeah, Punchichi. Yeah. Punchichi. <laughs> and then you know, instead of the um, puppy power, he says power to the puppies. I was like, oh, yes. that's genius. That I love this. So Done. <laughs> it's so over. Funny. And then they cut away to like a father and son watching the show, and they're like, eh, this isn't very yeah, they good. Keep, like debating, should we turn it off? Let's turn it off. And they're like, no, wait. Senseless violence always keeps fathers and sons watching TV. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, because they start getting Batman to punch him. Yeah, he starts yeah, getting man. Batman to beat him up, ambush bug. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so all around, just so good. Yes. A great show. A great show. Worthy of cartoon boom, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Especially since it had John Wilkes boom. So. Oh, yes. oh, yes. John Wilkes boom. <laughs> he was like the highlight. I Which think. is that another one of those like, okay, how are they going to get out of this one? Because we all know Lincoln lived. Right. And then it's yeah. like at the very end before it switches to the intro, he's like, and uh, now I've saved like uh, dimension, whatever. Or, Thank you, yeah, President yeah, of Earth well, or, 604 or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So Chris and Scott, let's go ahead and cram our inner kids into the neon-talking Super Street Bat Luge to make sure they're prepped for adventure and see what they thought of Batman Brave and the Bold. I thought this was going to be a lame Batman, but he was really cool, and the show was really funny, and he's still beating up all the bad guys like, boom, pow, crack. And Aquaman is so funny, and he's always saying things like, Outrageous! And it made me laugh so much, so I gave this cartoon... Five bowls of bold-flavored cereal out of five. And now I have to go to Toys R Us and buy all the action figures. Bye! Batman the Brave and the Bold is a fantastic love letter to Silver Age comics of not just Batman, but nearly the entirety of the DC Universe. The amount of fangirling I go into, even so much as reading the titles of these episodes, is overwhelming. Truthfully, I can't really even encapsulate the amount of joy this show brings me into a short review, but suffice it to say, it's truly bat-tastic. I'd give this show five big bowls of Clock King Caper cereal out of five and highly recommend it. And is it wrong that I kind of want to see a series completely dedicated to Batmite forcing other shows to quadruple backflip over sharks? I love Batman the Brave and the Bold. I can even watch it with my dad and he laughs his butt off. I will give this five out of five big Brave and the Bold Batman cereal crunchies. Man, that would be an awesome show to watch, actually. The Misadventures of Batmite or Batmite, the Cowardly and the Timid. I'd watch it. The Cowardly and Timid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that sounds good. That should be the next iteration. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, Scott, I mean, it's always great to have you on. You've been on some of our other shows before, but today you specifically have something important to plug. Please do so. Well, I appreciate you having me on. For those who don't know, I host another show called Batman on Fat Man. 
It's a, a fanzine podcast dedicated to Kevin Smith. Through the course of that show, I managed to hook up with some guys from Scotland who are making a movie called Shooting Clerks. It's a biodrama about the making of clerks. And I've been supporting them and helping them out and promoting the show. And through the course of events, I ended up being in the movie. I got to play Howard Stern. And oh, that, nice. Yeah, it was amazing. It's a great experience. The whole thing's been really cool. It just debuted at Orlando Film Festival. It won the Indie Spirit Award there. Cool. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it's getting very good reviews. We had Bob Hawk on. We recorded with him yesterday. And he gave it, like, since he was just on the show, he just talked his review out and gave it a very warm review. It, it was unexpected in his tone. And I think that was part of his review was like, he was like, I, you know, I expected something else and I got something very, uh, what did he kept going back to? Um, heartful or soulful or like, you know, a, a loving homage uh, more than, you know, like set up punchline snoochie boochies crap. You know, like that was great to hear. So to me, that means it'll have legs. But anyway, it's doing its New York and New Jersey uh, premiere on November the 10th and 11th. So in the 10th, it's in New York City. And on the 11th, it's in New Jersey. The best way to find out, you know, and to get tickets is to go to facebook.com forward slash shooting clerks. And you can always visit my website at thatmanonfatman.com. When this is released, it will be the weekend after. Well, it'll be the weekend before the debut in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing. So if you're mm -hmm. in the area and you're so now you're all worked up and you're going to one of these shows and you're all clerks, then on the Saturday following in New York City, there's a screening of Film Hawk, the documentary about Bob Hawk. Oh, nice. Cool. And that's its New York City premiere. And just as a personal recommendation, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith at all and you listen to his podcast, listen to That Man on Fat Man too, because Scott is truly the biggest fan that I know of Kevin Smith, and he will give you the best of the best. Well, I am a I'm just a fan. I love giving back to Kevin and the universe. So I'm not yeah, the fan, that's for sure. I don't claim that. I don't want to claim that. That just sets myself up for people to hate me. <laughs> well, <you're> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been so fun having you on, Scott. I always appreciate it. And it's always a blast. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me promote that. And this has been a lot of fun. Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry. So it's time for us to say goodbye. And next week, we'll be watching The Tick, submitted by two listeners, Kelsey over a few beers and Mark via email. And real quick, just a couple of quick announcements. Big thank you to MF Madvillain on iTunes who left us a five-star review. He says, magically delicious, tremendous podcast. It snaps, crackles, and pops. Thank you so much for the awesome <laughs> review. I like Because that. it was really funny. And once again, I'm Joseph. I'm Chris. And I'm Scott. And we'll see you next Saturday. Presented by NerdSloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.